Let's Talk Home Repair is sponsored by Matriarchy Build, who provide tele-DIY services connecting homeowners to vetted pros for one-on-one video consultations. Visit matriarchybuild.com to get guidance on projects as small as a leaky faucet or as big as a home remodel. You can even book a session with Amy themselves. Visit www.matriarchybuild.com. Tele-DIY. Like telehealth? Yeah. Cool. I know. Hi, I'm Amy, general contractor. And I'm Alicia, homeowner, and we're talking home repair. Welcome to the episode, and today we uh, have a project update, maybe getting to final project update or no, not quite no. yet? Oh, no, we, we, we still got some. Nowhere near. So we we'll are no. be talking about the dad do that uh, Amy Works is working on. And then we're going to do a deep dive. We have talked about this before, but kind of just um, tangentially. And we're going to go into a deep dive of leak detection, trying to find um, if you have water leaks someplace, seen and unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're, uh, much to my chagrin, we have a color of the year, <laughs> a color of the year update. Apparently, uh, Pantone finally came in. Yes. So we're rounding out, uh, really understanding. I think you need this, Alicia. Uh, doesn't everyone? Yes, Doesn't everyone? Absolutely. So the 20, 2022 color of the year, um, those the, very important, very important. And then we'll uh, uh, end the episode with a couple of your questions. So let's start. Where are we with that dadu? Oh, it's getting oh oh. So I went actually went on site yesterday and visited it. Had right? it been I, how long I, it had been? It had been since before we started building. So there was nothing there. So I haven't even been out since they poured concrete. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I went out and drove around the corner, right, because it's on a corner lot kind of thing. And I drove around the corner, and it's like, (laughs) wow, that thing is huge. Really? Yeah. I was thinking it was going to be this tiny little cottage. It's a 600 and something square foot. It probably looks like those World War II uh, bungalows. Yes. Yes. That And it fills up that entire lot. I was thinking it was going to sit back behind, uh, by the fence line and there was going to be this yard in the front. Oh no, it fills up the entire thing. So we are at, we've got the electrical and plumbing rough-in has been done and I'll explain what mm. that is in just a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, all of, the roof is on with shingles. The sheeting is on, and yesterday they were putting on this two-inch foam exterior insulation. So it's like a a weather guard kind of thing. You know how they'll wrap houses? But this is an actual layer of insulation that they're putting on. On the outside. On the outside. So they wrap that, and then they put the uh, siding on. Does it limit what kind of siding they can put on? Mm, I'm not sure, but we knew we were going with uh, a hardy plank. And so those are panels, stiff panels. Right? Yes, like rigid, rigid panel inside. But it's but it's gray. It's a gray material. I was like, what is that stuff? And it's like it's on the outside. That's so like, it must oh, not be cool. soft. Is it really, really firm? I didn't touch it. I just looked at. Do it. Do you know how wonderfully soundproof that building is going to be? I yeah. mean, you're basically putting another yeah. barrier. Right. Right. There. It is. Yeah. And Holy if you had cow. like triple pane windows, oh, yeah. There's your, there's your next studio. <laughs> Who made that decision of putting that on? Because that's that's new. That's a new thing. It's kind of a. It's it's not the newest. Well, it's not the product that I was looking at because I was looking at a product uh, a couple of months ago, and it was a a dual product like that where it was the sheathing and the sheathing and the weather barrier and and everything together, and it was one. And it was made by, um, I think the manufacturer Zip or Mm. there were there's Zip walls, and it was the same manufacturer that's doing that, and so Zip something or another. 
Um, but this is still, this. we still had to do the sheathing, but it is doing an insulation and a weather barrier at the same time. So it is wow. like combining. So it should be, it should be pretty toasty and nice in there. Yeah. Definitely. I'll be definitely yeah. interested to, yeah. to see how that works yeah. out. So at such a large size, is that a, about the largest um, that is of those pre-approved no, I think there's actually one that's a thousand square feet. I, I don't know if it's a distinction without a difference, but, you know, we call it a, a detached, you know, the dadu. When do you call something just you have two homes on a lot? That would be a zoning thing. It would be because the DADU is meant to be a rental, right? It's meant to be rented by the homeowners to somebody else, another family member or somebody they don't know, right? Okay. It's, it's a rental property. It's when there's two homes that are owned by two different people, and then that that piece of property then would need to be rezoned as multifamily. God. It's as opposed okay. to a single family residence, right? Sure. See, there's single family resident lots with DADUs on them. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Right. Okay, cool. So, so I wanted to jump back and talk about because I said plumbing rough in and yes. electrical rough in. And right. some people don't know what that means. So there's there's actually three parts when when building a house like this, there's there's three parts to those things. And it's one is the groundwork, mm-hmm. right? There's plumbing groundwork, we'll call it. And then there's plumbing rough in, and then there's plumbing trim out. So the the groundwork is when they actually atop, um, tie those lines into the city sewer, right? So we're taking mm-hmm. we're we're channeling in the ground and and putting pipes in and everything. So we have drain lines that go out to the sewer, and then we're also so kind of putting like in external from city to the house, right? Okay, and then we're putting in um, we're we're doing the same with the water, mm-hmm. right? We're tapping into the city water system and bringing it to the house. Mm-hmm. So then there's rough-in, which happens after all of the framing is, right? So so we've got all of the framing in. You can walk in there. You see studs all over the place, and you can kind of picture where the walls and everything are going to be. There's no drywall, so you're able to walk through the walls at this time. Mm-hmm. But the piping and everything is going through the studs as it does horizontally. Um, same with the electrical, right? It's going through the studs. Some of it's up in the attic space. Uh, some of it's in the in the concrete pad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that brings it to where it comes to an end where it's going to be like, you can now see this is where the toilet's going to be because right. there's a, there's an open drain there, or this is where the faucet's going to be because I've got a, a drain pipe and I've got two stub outs right. that are right there. So you, you can envision where this is going. Mm. And then trim out is of course, when you're putting all the pretty stuff in. Right. Toilet goes in, faucet's going in, sink's going in, all that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. And so you're at Ruffin. We are at Ruffin, yes. And the siding's going on, windows are going in, doors are going in. Um, So next is going to be insulation, drywall, painting, and then putting it all together. Isn't that just about putting it all together? So will you wait? You'll wait after drywall and painting before they'll trim out stuff. Yes, those are like the last things that happen. It's like the the toilet is in, the vanity's in. Kitchen cabinets are in, counters are in. Now they need to come in and hook up the sink, put in the garbage disposal, all of those finishing touches, put in the actual switches and the outlets and outlet covers. And so, are you still on time? Are you kind of are you getting a little ahead of schedule? Um, No, I don't think we're ahead of schedule. We're a little bit behind schedule because client wanted to add some electrical work so that he could put 
solar panels in possibly down the road. Oh. And we had to bring the electrician back out for groundwork, and we had to work with his schedule, so it pushed us back several weeks. Further groundwork. Yep. But yeah. we're good. We're, we're, we're back up and going and, and getting it. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very it's cool. fun to watch. <laughs> so let's move on to our deep dive, looking at leak detection. Now, we talked about this on an earlier episode. Episode 17. Just a little. Episode 17. <laughs> episode 17. But you wanted to talk more explicitly about that process. I did really to go into step-by-step yeah. kind of thing. Um, one of the reasons is because I got a notice that our uh, rental house is using too much water. And too much being, that's a subjective term. It is. It's like uncommon for that, for that, that area house over, you know, how much, well, the house was built in 77. So I'm, I'm assuming they have all that data. Right. right. And so it, it's exceeded what, what has been used in the past. And they contacted you with that. What's so they what did. percentage? And they also, what they, what they did, there is a, on that particular water meter, they actually have an electronic alarm. Mm. That if there is usage every hour for a seven-day period, it trips the alarm and tells them How that, smart. Right? Because, I mean, when would you have water 24-7 for seven days? Right, right. And, and so it, it tripped that. And so they sent me this paper. And I said, this is fascinating. Not everybody knows this stuff. So I thought I would, and I know we had talked about it briefly, but I really wanted to go through the steps. And if you if you suspect or if... Like you get a super high water bill. Right. It's like, like, oh my God, my water bill is now $340. It's interesting because this is, uh, you know, in, in Southeast King County, mm-hmm. uh, typical water bill is about $105. A month. Right. And now it's, with this one, you know, high, it was 184 I want to move back to Covington. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, Seattle is, is significantly higher. So the first thing that you're going to do is, of course, you're going to locate your water meter. And we talked about that, and that's how we got into it in episode 17. We were talking about where is your water meter. Right. And it's like, why do you need to know? Um, so you're going to want to dis- or discover it. <laughs> discover. Dis- discover it. Oh, I didn't right. know that was here. Um, find out where it is, got a cover on it, um, take the cover and remove it. Oftentimes there will be dirt that's covering the meter. So you're going to have to get in there and dig a little bit, put some gloves on. Yes, there may be spiders. (laughs) So if you got heebie-jeebies about spiders, get somebody else to do it. However, you're going to uncover it. Sometimes there will be a a brass cover that, that goes over the glass for Mm. the meter, Flip that up and you know clean that off and look at it. And there are often um, two indicators that are on that meter. One is a larger one that um, you can't detect the movement unless you've got a huge, huge leak. Like, but you would know that. Um, that's gu- that would be gushing. Yeah, that's gushing. And then there's a smaller one that is often um, like triangular shaped, or and that one will move. Uh, quite a bit, even with just a small flow of water. Mm-hmm. So you find it and then go in the house and turn the kitchen faucet on, turn the bathroom faucet on, garage faucet. I don't care which one. And this this project is ideal with two people. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you can be, just because yeah. you could do a lot more experimenting right. more quickly. Right. So, so turn the water on, go look at the meter 
and see which one of those is moving significantly. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I got it. That's my low flow indicator right there. Turn the water off. Go through the house and make sure all of the water is off. You don't have a toilet that's accidentally running. You don't have a hose that's on or anything like All of the water is off. Go out and look at the meter. See where all of those indicators are pointing mm-hmm. and make note of that. Take a picture of it, whatever you need to do. And then walk away from it for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. And come back and look at it and see if either of those have moved. If neither of those have moved, then you don't have a leak. Mm-hmm. If they're still in the same exact spot, you don't have a leak. But if either one of them, most likely it's going to be the the low, uh, low flow indicator that moves, um, that's going to tell you that you do have a leak somewhere in the house between the meter between the meter and somewhere in your house. It could and that's going to be yard. the grossest. That's where to start. Right, right. Yeah. So then you have to start, all right, I have to figure out where this is. And you can, you can do things like um, shut off the uh, water valves to the shutoff valves to your toilets because mm. toilets are notoriously um, bad about having a small leak that you don't realize it. Right. You don't realize that the toilet just sounded like it filled up again. Yeah. Right. It'll it'll come on for 10 seconds, like, right? And you don't, it's like, whatever. That's an indication. Well, and that could, that's actually a leak on the outflow, right? Yes. Because if your toilet is emptying, you know, without being flushed, mm-hmm. there's a small leak there and your water is just refilling it. So that's mm-hmm. not a water leak, that's a drain leak somewhere. Or is that what well, you're talking about? But with this it, whole- but it is, it's it's increasing your water usage. Yes. Yeah. Your water. Right. So it is the water is escaping from the tank going into the bowl. Right. The okay. water's filling back up again. Right. So you can turn uh, the shutoff valves and and see if there's and then do the 15, 20 minutes see if it's it made any changes. Um, and again, you can't be using stuff in between. These exp- right, you still no water use. Yes, good, good point, good point. Another thing that you can do to to test your toilet is without shutting that the the shutoff valves is to put several drops of uh, food coloring, mm. five or six drops of food coloring in the tank, mm-hmm. and let that sit for thirty minutes, forty five minutes. And if you then come back and you see that you've got color in the bowl, your flapper valve is gotcha is is bad. So then that's going to give you that it turns on for, you know, 10 seconds or so, mm-hmm. intermittently, middle of the night kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then you need to work about, work on that. Um, faucets, just, just a, a small drip is gallons of water a day. Mm. If you have a rapid drip, it actually gets into the 100 gallons a day, a steady stream. It's like the, the statistics I had was like 3,000 gallons a day with a steady stream. I thought that was a little excessive. It seems a little excessive. It does seem a little. But when you look at your water usage, and, and for my house, and there's there's four of us that live in this duplex, mm-hmm. and they say we consume like 125 gallons a day. And the way I envision that is a, a drum, a barrel, yep. right? 55 yep. gallons. So two of those plus a little bit more is what we use a day. Clean water being wasted. Yeah. That's that's a lot of water, a lot of water, and and that's with you know low flow shower heads, yeah. low flow toilet. It's it's just it's amazing, and I think about man, I'm glad I don't have to walk to the river. Oh, I know. It's just, I know we take it so for granted, and the money we spend on processing water, 
when I hear those numbers is when I really uh, I become motivated to look into gray water systems, mm-hmm. you know, where there's just so little reason to to have that, you know, clean water in your house all the time. Right. Yeah. There's just so much that we use. Because yeah. the, the toilet is still the big user. Yes? Yes. That is, that is Hands a huge— down. Right. Because you're talking about over a gallon of water each time you flush it. Yeah. If not, isn't it so, like two to three— no, it's okay. I'm I'm the toilet person, right? Remember, <laughs> it always comes back uh, to the toilet. Well, you know the the new low flow ones is is like point six to one point two, but if you haven't replaced your toilet in a while, it's one point six gallons. If you've got a really old toilet, you could be two or three gallons each flush. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. lot of water. Yeah, and it's like, have you ever just blown your nose and thrown the Kleenex into the toilet and then flushed the toilet? I know you haven't. I can I tell am. by the <laughs> yeah, just and and just to think about those yeah. things, right? And then it's like when I rinse my t- toothbrush off, like wow, how much water did I just use <laughs> rinsing my toothbrush off? So the leaks that you're talking about, um, they're on the appliance end. Is that where the majority of leaks are going to be happening? Like uh, in that fixture, i.e., the toilet. You know, there's a bad flapper or something. Or the leak at the the faucet, we know that's something not tight or, you know. You have a hose bib and, outside that drips. Hose bib, yeah. And it's like, uh, it's outside. I'm not going to worry about it. Just don't think about it. Or you have your hose connected to it, so you really don't ever see the drip. Right. And just drip, drip, drip. You're not, you're not thinking about it. You see it, and you're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. People will tolerate a slow drip on a faucet often. It's like, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's not kind that annoying, bad. But right. Th- they they find it annoying when it's in the middle of the night and the bathroom is off of their bedroom and, it you know, it keeps them awake. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there's tricks that you can use, right? You, you tie the string around the end of the, the <laughs> spigot so that it drips down onto the string and goes into the sink so that you don't hear it anymore. It's like, that. wait, no, that's not the way to fix it. <laughs> yeah. So th- there are those, and then there are those times where you, you have the leak that's in the yard. Right. Somewhere something has caused it. Either you've got old galvanized pipe or or copper as well. Um, and so then you have to find you have to find that. And, and how do you do that? Um, well, sometimes it's just a matter of finding the big wet spot in the yard that you know it's middle of the summer. It's like why is it why is it wet here? Mm-hmm. Um, in in or even in wet times, why is it even wetter? Why here? is it wetter, right? It's never been this wet. Could you find that by um, turning off the main in your house? Because then it wouldn't be going to any of your your yes. other things, right? And so right. then if it's still coming, or right, still you're still getting that, right, you're still getting that mov- movement on that low flow. If you've, if you've turned the water off, the main shut off in the house, mm-hmm. right, determined it's not there, and then you... You, you're looking at your indicator, and it's still moving. It's like, then you know it's from that to the meter. The house to the meter. Yeah, and then yeah. it's, oh, Then it's geez. bigger. Yeah, it is. It, just because, one, it's going to be at least 18 inches down, or should be at least 18 inches down from the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot of digging. And to know precisely where that line is going, you, you often don't know, so you just kind of, like, start digging your yard up. 
Because you can't um, visually, you can't trust on visually, oh, here's point A to point B. Right. Home, outside my home to that. It's like, you have really, it could take some funky have routes. have no idea. Yeah. Right, right. When I had this issue um, happen at, at, at this house, because I've had both now, where right. it's been inside and it's been outside. When it was outside, the meter's in the front of the house, but I know that the main water line came in the back of the house. Right. And I had no, where do I even begin to dig? I knew, right. But I had this huge wet spot in the front yard. And can you call the water company to find that route if you wanted to dig it up yourself? You, you know, Even you, if you're just saving money for the plumber that you're going to have come out and, and, and actually deal with it. Yes, you can you can call the utility company and and they will run approximate lines. Now they're not always correct and mm. it's going to be according to the drawings that they have for when Oh, they the won't house actually sense the pipes? No, I don't think they do. Um because we've had instances where where they were wrong. Right? We started digging and we come come along uh, come across a pipe that that's not supposed to be here. You know, all the signs that say call before you dig. Right, is they're, that go, gas? they're they're going on. No, that's that's all the utilities, but they're they're going on where it's supposed to be, right? They've got drawings and things of where oh, I it's thought they could to sense. be. They, they can, sense they can, mm-hmm. yes, but they'll start with just the drawings. Yes, okay, yes, but there are there are companies that actually do do the tracing, right? Um, that you can hire to come out and can you, and which I did, and they're not that expensive. I think it cost me like three hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. So we find a leak inside or outside. Anything else on tricks on how to detect those leaks? That's about it. That's cool. about it, yeah. And take care of them because it's a lot of waste. It is a lot of waste, a lot of money wasted, a lot of water wasted. And and sometimes not that big of a fix. It's just a matter of doing it. Right. Like right. before right. it becomes a problem and hurts stuff. Right. So there was an awkward pause there in transition because we have been uh, joined well, she wasn't supposed to come until next episode, but she's here on this episode when we go into uh, the update of the color of the year, which I'm very excited about. But uh, <laughs> please welcome Kayla. Kayla, welcome. Man, thanks. Super excited so, to be here. So don't talk too much yet, but <laughs> yeah. jump in when you want to. So the um, next thing we had on our list was uh, an update on, uh, and I'm very excited about this, uh, the update on and really rounding out the uh, color of the year information. You should and be in acting. Last episode, we hadn't quite heard from Pantone. Uh-oh. We caught it. It's what, in. What did they say? It's in. What did they say? It is Pantone 17-3938. Very Perry is what it's called. It's not a green. Very Perry. So yes. yellowish kind Perry of vomit. Winkle. Oh, I thought oh. very Perry. Like I thought pear like. Me too. No, and very I was like, Perry. no, that's green. Yeah. No. No, right. no. Yeah. Encompassing the qualities of the blues, yet at the same time possessing a violet red undertone. That's the Pantone 17. 3938. So let me tell you the quote. I, I got to give you, because I find this fascinating. I don't know why, but share. But okay, think about it. It's like you are music, right? Music yeah. and the tones, and it's not something that you can see, but you can hear it. And this sure. is something you can see, but you can't hear. It's it's the same kind of thing, right? It's, it's, I'll go with you on it. I'll go with bit, you on right? it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so it's a mood, it's a feel. It is. And it's, it's this, new, this, it's, it's this other sense. It is so much more than I ever thought, right? <laughs> they have groups. So, so this is Latrice Iceman, who is the executive director of the Pantone Color Institute. 
This is a new, totally new color for Pantone. So she says, as we move into a world of unprecedented change, the selection of Pantone 173938, very Perry, brings a novel perspective and vision to the trusted and beloved blue color family, encompassing the <laughs> qualities of the blues, That's true. yet at the same time with its violet red undertones. Very Perry displays a sprightly, joyous attitude and dynamic presence that encourages courageous creativity and imaginative expressions. I like their statement better than the Sherman Williams and other folks. Yeah? Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. I like, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I do see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't, I think you should put that on your website. It's going to be on the, well, we'll we actually, the description. We actually did have the Pantone color. I think we had the Pantone color last week on the website. Not on the website, but on our Facebook page. Oh. Yeah. Heather pulled it up and put it on there. <laughs> nice. So I was like, okay, I have to follow up on the podcast, right? <laughs> so and Because I know you love the colors so much. So what are you at uh, Facebook.com slash Amy Works? Amy Works Seattle. Amy Works Seattle. Yeah. Go and check out the, uh, the story of the color. <laughs> <laughs> let me know all about it. Uh, let yes. us know how you feel about uh, these new colors. Uh, right. If you plan to maybe use them in your designs this year, I'd be interested to know if, if anybody cares about this. So, <laughs> and your feeling <laughs> after you use it. And your feeling yeah. after you use it, yeah. yeah. So uh, you can send that to askamy at amyworks.com. <laughs> Let's move on. Speaking of listeners' questions, you've got okay. a couple of listener questions. Okay. Had uh, somebody say that they walked out into their onto their deck um, and it was frosty, fell, slipped, mm. you know, fortunately did not land on their arm that they had just had surgery on 11 days ago oh, shoot. and was asking, you know, what can I, what can I put on my deck? Yeah. Right? What can I, what can I put on it and make it not slippery? And of course you can't paint right now. Mm, you can't mm-hmm. put any of those adhesive strips on because it's wet or icy or cold or whatever. So it was suggested, and I, I hadn't heard this before and I thought it was fascinating. Coconut mats. Do you know what coconut mats are? Uh, are they just kind of the regular? No, I, I must not, because I'm thinking of the rugs that are kind of made out of straw. Or, it's, it, yeah, they're made okay. out of the coconut husk and shell. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. and right, they're brown. A lot of times that stuff is used in um, planter boxes. Oh, okay. And um, like reptile cages, they put that stuff in as well. And so how do you anchor it? You can just lay it down on there flat, and it'll just sit there. But it's not as thick as a rug, so you're not going to run into that problem of trapping moisture against right, your Right, it's going to go right deck. through. It's, it's, it's permeable. Yeah, <laughs> so you can buy it in, in rolls. You can buy it in like mats. Like three foot by something Right, or so you can cut it and put it on your stairs. You can use it as a, as a doormat kind of thing. And, and it's So garden area of a big store maybe? The garden area? Or where, where yes. would we find this? I found it online. Okay. I just did coconut mats and it comes up. All over, but it's, it's yeah, it's a lot of garden stuff. Super. Yeah. So, really. So, have you seen it yet? Have you used it? or I have not used it. No. Because your back deck could serve. It like could. A, if or, I ever went out deck. there in the winter. Okay. That, you know. I didn't know because of the pup. Or, actually, can we be honest? Yeah. Can we have some truth saying? Okay. Your front stairs could be served by them. You know, you're right. Even, even I have that, I have that gritty stuff in the paint and it doesn't. It's better than nothing, right? But another level of it would certainly be great. Okay, I need a comment box in my front yard. We're <laughs> <laughs> all guests of Amy. You can, we can use Ask Amy for Thank that you. too. All right, Ask Amy at AmyWorks.com. 
Can These are the upgrades that no, you need to make. No, that's a great make. idea. Great idea. Yeah. Especially like you say, when we're caught in this situation where we can't use the other typical right. things you can you put think the, those, those adhesive sticky strips, right, that like sandpaper. Well, they're not going to stick right now. Well, I use staples. Oh, well, and they've worked if, really Yeah, nice. if you want to do that. But what if you had like a composite? If you had composite 100%, decking, exactly. Right? You know, I right, want to punch right. holes in it. Right, right. Yeah, sure. So. No, that's great. Great Cooking idea. You had another one. So this was, the question is, when I turn off the water to drain and clean the toilet, my hand comes back wet. What Say would, again. I wasn't paying attention. Wh- when you put- <laughs> <laughs> When I turn off the water to drain and clean the toilet by hand, my hand comes back wet. Now, I've never heard of anybody, I'm just going to make this comment, I've never heard of anybody turning off the water in order to clean their toilet. They must clean their tank. Yes. I mean, that... Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Do we know the person who sent this in? No. Okay. No. What would cause water to leak by... What would would cause water to leak by the shutoff valve? Leaking... Oh. Yeah. So, so, right. So, they go... Condensation. Condensation. True. That was one of the that was one of the possibilities, right? Because now this time of year, the water coming in is so cold. Right. You got the heat on in your house. Right. Humidity is high here in Seattle, so you can get that drips and everything. Right. That that could be it. Yeah. You could have if you shut the water, shut the water off. The packing in the valve itself mm. could be a little loose, so because it doesn't getting, have pressure against you're it. You're getting water leaking past the the coming bonnet. back the other. Right, through the handle. Um, or the connection that you have um, for the up underneath the toilet tank could yeah. be leaking as well. Yeah. So to find out where it's coming from. <laughs> I love toilets, I guess. Oh, you're going to rename oh my this God. podcast. Right. Can't take- toilet repair. 101, 102, 103. <laughs> <laughs> All word things about, toilet. we about 104 now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, shop towels. It's a brand name. It's a paper towel, yeah. shop towels. Yeah. They're blue. Oh, yeah. They're really tough. Oh, really, they are yeah. so good. But the good thing about them, when you're looking for leaks, dry things off with them, right? You take a brand new one, all yeah. dry, and you touch anything, where where the, where there's water, it's going to turn dark blue. Sure. So there's no, there's, there, no, there's no doubt whatsoever. It it's like, oh, there, it's coming from there. Nice. Yeah. Very yeah. good. So... Or use those if you want to check your bathroom fan to see how powerful it is. Oh, yeah, there you go. If it sucks that one up, you're doing good. Then you're doing pretty good. (laughs) No, that's great. That's great. If you have any questions about, we do take more questions than just about toilet wear. Promise. So uh, if you have any questions about your bathroom, your kitchen, your house, finding a leak, did you did you find a stubborn leak? Did you find an easy leak? Uh, we'd love to hear your story. Uh, go ahead and send them to askamy at amyworks.com. If you're liking this podcast, please give us a review. Say subscribe. Would love to hear from you. Send them to your friends, family. Give the link to this podcast as a gift, a holiday gift. Oh, the New you Year's know. gift. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Alicia. Makes me wonder. This podcast is sponsored by Amy Works, a residential remodeling contractor in Seattle. We want to help you realize the dream of your next kitchen, bath, or basement remodel. Check out some of our work on our website, amyworks.com. Give us a call at 206-478-2019 or send us an email at help at amyworks.com.